Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of the Hello Broadcast Pod. We've kept you waiting long enough. On this week's episode, we have Hayden Ballantyne joining us. An illustrious 171 games for the Fremantle Dockers, 254 goals, and a participant in the 2013 GF. We were robbed. We welcome to the podcast, Hayden Valentine. Woo! Every Saturday on the punt. Every Miss Quaddy. Quaddy's out of the bars, son. This is the Hollow Broadcast Pod. Hello, Broadcast. You beauty. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard the audio. An ex-Fremantle legend and now a horse trainer in the West, Hayden Ballantyne, welcome to the podcast. G'day, gents. Thanks for having me. Now, that was a serious goal against Geelong in 2014. Uh, you might have watched it a few times, but what are your thoughts on the commentary from BT? He's actually one of my favourite commentators, BT. Him and my dad went to school together, so I've, uh, oh, yes. yeah, I've, I've known about him for a long time and he was up and about in that um, in that passage of play, let's say the least, I suppose. Did you ever feature on any Roaming Brian post game? No, that was a bit. That was um, we weren't playing that well during that time when that <laughs> Roaming Brian started, so we didn't have too many Friday night games. No, that's fair enough. Now, unfortunately, that didn't win goal of the year, um, which as a big Ferro man, as I touched, uh, you're probably robbed. Um, but oh, you did win I it. In, that, yeah. Did win it in 2011 though. What was the prize for taking that out? Well, I thought I thought goal and mark of the year was a car, so I was getting a little bit excited. But it's actually um, for goal of the year, you get like a big um, like surround sound home theatre package, which was actually pretty good because I just bought a house and decked out the theatre room, which is handy. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, good. There you go, mate. You're yeah, the perfect uh, you're the perfect guest for our podcast. Obviously, footy. We're all footy players. We got uh, yeah us three who play and Pistol in the Zoom meeting. He's a tennis wanker, but reckons he had thirty five and three on the weekend. Is that right, Pistol? Oh, thirty five and five. Was it yeah. thirty five and five? Thirty five and five. Actually, yeah, no chance. No, absolutely all no chance. End. And obviously, as as uh, Squirrel said, you're a horse trainer as well. Um, but we'll just start with your footy stuff. So you didn't get drafted initially. You had to grind in the waffle for a few years before Freo obviously drafted you. Um, firstly, was it always your dream to play in the AFL? And secondly, when you're in the waffle, do you ever think that you weren't going to make it? Yeah, always been a childhood dream to want to play AFL. You know, I'm sure like you boys, kicking the footy around the backyard with your old man. It's always something I did. And um, yeah, that was my... Always an ambition and a dream of mine to play footy and to get overlooked after state 18s and playing some reasonably good footy in the waffle and um, got overlooked for three years and gets a bit more demoralising each year. But um, 2008, I went from being a midfielder to a small forward and had a pretty good season, kicked 76 goals and ended up winning the Sandover medal. So took a bit to get noticed, but eventually I was noticed and um, Freo gave me the opportunity. I was... Pretty. I, I actually Port Adelaide was a team that said they were going to pick me up. We picked twenty four um, at Freo and Hawks and West Coast. They were the other teams that were keen, but Freo got me at twenty one. 
Squirrel, you're also a small forward, mate. Um, you won the goal kicking a couple of years ago. How many did you kick? Um, I think I topped it with about 21 goals. <laughs> <laughs> we, we weren't having the greatest year that year, yep. so, but I'll take it. Um, Ballers, you must have gone a right uh, at the Peel Thunder in the Waffle because they've uh, named a wing after you. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. I um, So my first year of AFL, I got invited down. I was actually injured for the first half of the year. And I got invited down for a lunch down at Peel Thunder and they hadn't told me about the sign and I rock up and there's my name on a dirty great big sign on the other side of the oval. So it was a bit, uh, yeah, pretty proud moment, I suppose. I've always thought though, like normally when you're old and grey, you get something named after you, not when you're 23 years old and still playing footy, but yeah. Bit of um, yeah. It was a bit of a honour, I suppose, and see it every time. And people give me shit about it all the time when I was playing on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, mate, you had a ten-year career career with the mighty Frio Dockers. It included 171 games, 254 goals, all Australian in 2014, and you played in the 2013 Grand Final, mate. What was your most memorable moment of those times? Oh, probably the. Uh, the most memorable, obviously, playing your first game. I played against Collingwood over at the MCG as a first game, so a pretty daunting experience, as I'm sure anyone that played has played against Collingwood, even been to a Collingwood game, would know it's pretty daunting going playing against those guys on their home turf. But um, that period of footy between 2011 and 2015, I suppose, when Freo were going really well, it was um, it was just an unbelievable experience to be playing and going out and playing and thinking there was like we weren't going to get beat. Every game we'd go out thinking we're going to win the game. And to go out with that confidence, I'm a confident kind of guy and just boosted my <laughs> boosted okay. my feelings about um, getting out there and winning games. So I loved it. Beautiful. Now, I was a big fan of uh, Ross the Boss back in the day as well. All of his post-match uh, conferences, um, giving it to the media. Can you share any light on Ross Lyon? Because he does come across as a bit of a champion for mine. He is, mate. He's an absolute champion of a bloke. And um, what you see in the media conferences is kind of what he's like in his post-game reviews. He's pretty harsh and pretty – but he's also very fair. Like, he wouldn't spray if there wasn't a reason for it. And he wouldn't spray unless he wanted you to get better. So, yeah. um, And to be honest, his whipping boys were the best players in the team. You know, Pav, Pav used to cop it on the gin all the time. Um, Lockie Neal, my God, some of the sprays Lockie Neal copped. <laughs> my God, were unbelievable. But turn them into the players they ended up being, which was superstars. So, um, yeah, Ross was very, very hard but very fair, and I think that's why a lot of players, including myself, played really well under him. Did you um? Did you ever cop a shit sandwich from Ross? <laughs> Not really. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm actually one of the lucky ones. I was probably one of the favourites, so I didn't cop yeah. too many. But when I, I did kick a goal across, I did sorry, I did kick a ball across the opposition goal. They marked and kicked a goal, and I. Absolutely cop the reaming for that. So um, I did cop it every now and then, but I was one of the lucky ones and not too often. Very good, mate. Now we have a, a fan question here from our boy Shory1208, and he wants to know, is there any tribunal visits that you'd happily do again? Brackets, Scarlet. <laughs> um, I'd do them all again. I'm not saying sorry for anything I went out there for. That was, that was all part of the game and what happened on the field stays on the field. What? What annoys me a little bit now with footy is, um, you know, things that we were taught to do as, as kids, you know, tackle hard, going hard, get the man to the ground, you get penalised for. Like you can't you can't go in and 
go hard at the ball because if you accidentally clip someone high, you get a couple of weeks. That's one thing that frustrated me towards the end of my career and, and now as well, just watching football. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not apologise for anything I did. I went out there to win games, not make friends. Yeah, sure. Um, Balancero88 asked what uh, was the collect on talent show in the 2013 Perth Cup um, and who was the best slash uh, worst punter at Frio? The collect was big. I'll put it that way. <laughs> the race itself was worth 600 and uh, it's about, I don't know, 350, 400 to the winner and me and um, another teammate, we had a quarter share. Mm. But then... It was paying 78, uh, 68 to 1. And um, oh, yeah, my, my collect pretty much paid for our new pool, which was handy. Oh. <laughs> Swimming in it, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but worst punter, kept the Bradley. Hopeless. Absolutely. <laughs> no shot to line either. <laughs> What's Kepler up to these days? Keep in touch with him? Yeah, keep in touch with him quite often. He's the. Um, our football manager at Claremont Football Club oh, over cool. in WA. So, yeah, he's loving life. He really enjoys it, he reckons. Bloody oath. Put on, he's been in a good paddock as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, do any of the, uh, the Frio boys own any, any of your horses at all? Yeah, a few of the boys have got shares. Aaron Sandland's got a share in a few. Um, the, what do they call themselves? The um, the TLC syndicate, that's um, Taylor and Duman, Luke Ryan, Brennan Cox. They had a share in Mankind. Perfect. Um, Alex Pierce, Joel Hamling, Brandon Matera. Um, so a few of them. Brandon Matera's got a few shares around the country, actually. He's got a couple in Gold Coast where he originally started footy. Um, I think he might have one a share in one with one of your teammates. Um, uh, Mackenzie, is it? Yep, correct. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, yes, and you generally, generally, if you like footy, you generally like the races as well. So it's um, it's been a good industry to trans transition from AFL to racing. And we'd like to thank the sponsors of the podcast. Hello, broadcast. No, that's what the podcast is called. <laughs> <Yep>. You idiot. <laughs> Unibet. <laughs> that fart. <laughs> On this special edition of the pod, we would love to thank the sponsors. Derringer's Adelaide, a considerable amount of microphones and a considerable amount of blokes who are still virgins. <laughs> Brassel by Tony. Go to BrasselbyTony.com for all of your needs. T-shirts, stubbies, Hello Broadcast apparel. They've got it all. Brassel by Tony. You bet. <laughs> Troy Pascoe Racing. He's got all types of horses. Small horses, big horses, medium horses, horses with four legs, horses with five legs, horses with no balls, horses with heaps of balls. Troy Pascoe Racing. Australian Paving Centre. It's as easy as APC. Please take note that we don't offer a cutting service. <laughs> remedy Kombucha. You can kombucha that kombucha is the remedy you need. Remedy Kombucha. Hey, Diddle Wines. They're on their last legs because they haven't given us any wine. Hey, Diddle. Test Star Energy. Pig Dog's taking that many blokes for a ride with his solar panel service that he's rich now. He might as well be bloody Tom Brown. Who's Tom Brown? <laughs> Chris Brown. Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that John Greenslade's Glorious Gardens. For all your gardening needs. Trees. T-shirts. T-shirts. Trees. Ron. Eating chaslicks. And Kirky on the And Kirky on the lawnmower. Now we'll get on to um, the horsing side of things now. So you've established yourself as a trainer in WA. 
how did it all come about and where did your passion start? Yeah, so my dad's a trainer. He's been a trainer since he was oh, since before I was born. So it's been a long time. And um, I started riding track work when I was still at school. And um, it, that was something I always wanted to do was, was get back into horses eventually. And I got my license two years before I retired from AFL. Um, just had one horse, Mankind, um, coming coming through while I was still playing footy. And, um, yeah, it's just exploded now. Just just fell in love with horses again and got right back into it. I follow the form really well now and, and yeah, when it started to win a few races. So it was always something I planned on doing post-footy was train a couple of horses. But, um, yeah, once you, once you get the bug, that's it. It's all over. I guess you just got to keep going. And once you have a win as well, like – just like footy, once you win a game of footy, you want more. It's once you win a race with your, your horse, you just want that horse to keep on improving and keep going well. I'll definitely be chasing the horse trainer dream after <laughs> footy. That's for sure. I would not back you in to train anything, mate. But, mate, you've had a you've had a decent start to your training career. You've got your stats here. 73 starts, 11 winners, 18 places. Pretty good percentages there. And particularly in the last week or so, Sentimental Queen with a couple of winners. Lone Hand Larry came second at 16s and cut the cord. Also in the placing. So, firstly, thanks for the mail, but you must be happy with how things are going the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been going really well. And Sentimental Queen won again on Saturday, so she's um, she's absolutely flying. Um, but I've only got a small team. I've only got six in work. Um, but, they, yeah, they, they, all six of them can potentially win their next race. So, um, And I've, I've really... I suppose I've transferred what I've learned at footy. Like the sports scientists, they treat us like athletes. I treat my horses like athletes as well. So, you know, recovering, I smash them in their work, then I recover them hard. Then, I, then they, when they get to race day, it's easy for them. So, um, I think having that mix of knowledge from footy transferred into the horses is starting to pay off now for me as well. Unreal. What was your uh, most memorable winner so far? Ah, uh, the first one. With mankind, like he was, I think it was his third start, and um, most of the boys were there, and it was just a midweek, midweek at at our Belmont it was, um, and he led all the way and held on and won by a length and a bit, and you would have thought we won the Cox Plate, like we were celebrating, <laughs> we went to Nobu for dinner, like just we thought we thought we won the Cox Plate, it was amazing. So big yeah, night was, um, after that. Sorry, big night after that. It was Wednesday, so we had train the next night, but oh. there was a couple of emails oh. going down, yeah. Who wrote it that day, Hayden? Uh, Luce, uh, Jay McNaught. Jay McNaught wrote Naughty. it. So she's written quite a few for me. Um, Lucy Warwick's the – she's the informed jock at the moment. She's yeah. riding a fair few for me. Um, I get Willie Pike on as much as I can. Obviously, everyone knows Willie, back oh, Pike, yeah. drink what you like. So I yeah. get in on as much as I can. Perfect. Um, now, Ballas, just quickly um, – our boy Purple, Jared, he's got an unhealthy sort of fascination with um, Clint Johnston Porter. Um, <laughs> who dad? So, what's uh, does he ever get a ride for you? He's had a few. Yeah, he's had a he's had a few rides for me. Funny you say that because his um his partner actually works for me. So she actually said. He might be coming on the podcast in the near, in the coming weeks. Oh, mate, I've only I've only messaged him about seven times to no avail. So. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, he's a bit of he, he, I've seen the message, and he's like, "Who are these blokes?" And so, yeah, <laughs> you might be on there. That's good. Yeah, did we'll he ever? Did he ever find his motorbike when he when his motorbike got stolen? Apparently, how do you know this? How do you know this? <laughs> we got fingers in many pies, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he. I don't think they did. Like they, 
it was unbelievable. They were away for one night, came back, and their motorbike was gone. So oh, that, it just wasn't a motorbike either. Bloody hell, that's stiff. That's Mate, good. back to that Mankind race, the first winner that you had. You chucked the blinkers on um, that day and – Went really well for you. What's what do you reckon the ultimate gear change is in horse racing, mate? The blinkers, definitely. Some focus in more, concentrate and they're focusing on here, not what's going on everywhere else. So um yeah, blinkers are definitely a big one for me. What about going two stone lighter? The gelding operation. <laughs> what you, how do you mean how does that mean? Well, I don't know. Apparently it's the ultimate gear change if you geld them. Well they're lighter because they're yeah. balls weigh so much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, does help, it does it does help control them. Well, I reckon you should go two sign lighter squirrel. Help you concentrate on footy for mine. I'm probably due. <laughs> um, now, I don't know what you are. You're around 172 centimetres, fellas. Is that your 75. Height? 75, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever thought about getting on board any of your horses? I ride, I ride most of mine through the week. I ride slow work. So um, one of the girls that works for me, she comes in, she'll ride uh, all the fast work and I ride slow work with her um, on the off day. So, um, What about game yeah, I'm, day? I'm, I'm, I get, I'm, sorry? What about game day? Chuck? As a jockey, I have thought about it, but I'm 70, what am I, 78 kilos. It'd be hard work to try to get down to <laughs> can I just 55. Do- can I just interrupt? Sorry, he shouldn't be throwing stones about height, mate. I'm the only one that's over 170 freaking three in this room. Mate, and the you fact that you are, <laughs> legit. Well, squirrel is 175 and 85 keg. There's a difference there, mate. Legit. Yeah, okay. I'll be riding highway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mate, before races, obviously you're known, known throughout your footy career to sort of stir up opposition defenders when you're at your prime. Obviously, your competitive edge like you spoke about earlier. Before races, do you stir up your horses the same way? Do you get stuck into them to get the most out of them? Nah, complete opposite. Try to keep them calm because they, they fret a bit and I was a bit the same when I was playing. I used to have to calm myself down. Otherwise, I want to go out and start belting blokes. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely the opposite. You try to keep them calm, keep them relaxed and so they don't expend too much energy before they go out and race. So, yeah, they're amazing animals, but they're, they're, they're very, you know, they're just athletes. They're very similar to us. They, they need to be treated a, t- a certain way they got these certain temperaments and they're all different like some are sooks and some are tough bastards and you know just like in a footy team you get a few sooks and you get a few tough blokes that will just keep on going are they almost like your pets at to get to some point to some point yeah definitely you definitely you, you definitely fall in love with them like mankind man we call him manny my kids love him and uh, we'll never be able to get rid of him even when he retires and um, he's finished racing. We'll probably keep him as a pet for the rest of his life, just because he he's such a nice animal. Um, what do you love most about being a trainer? Well, j- just on the weekend, sentimental queen at the four hundred. She was travelling. I just kind of, I, I pretty much put it put in the put it in the book. She was going to win at the four hundred. Like it was all over. And I just looked around at all the owners and just the you know how thrilled they were, and to see them cheering and going off and then they went out in a big night that's that gets i get a bit of a kick out of that seeing the owners enjoy it so much and and get such a thrill out of seeing their horse get over the line first beautiful now mate we have a uh a little segment when we have some people on it's called the final furlong so i'm gonna hit you with about six or seven questions really quickly and you got to give the first thing that comes to your head but before we get into that we've tried to work we've tried to work it out for a very long time why do horses train so early in the morning no idea. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they just not sleep or? 
Well, you think about it. If you have if you have forty horses to work, but you got to be at the races by eleven o'clock, you kind of got to get up and work all your horses before you have to go to the races because it takes two hours to get the races as well. That's I think that's the theory on it. Get them done early, get your work done early, and then then you can nick off the races. But um, someone else told me they start at in the middle of the night so then no one can see their horses work they keep the secret and there's a lot of theories behind it but to be honest i don't start work until the sun starts coming up otherwise i can't see <laughs> fair. fair enough and, sense. and sleep is always the best recovery i've always thought so take you, you, didn't that, you didn't think 100%. that last week mate when i needed me sleep no because you're going to bed at bloody six o'clock <laughs> sun was still up all right here we go ballers the final furlong okay let's right. get into it KFC or Maccas after a big night on the piss? KFC. Most disposals in a football game? 33. Bitcoin, yes or no? No, unfortunately. <laughs> Favourite method on building up a horse's rear hind quarter? <laughs> Feed it. <laughs> Wedges or hot chips? Wedges. Cam Sutcliffe with or without hair? Without, so I can pull the piss out of him. <laughs> Follow up question: Did he hang on to the dream for too long? <laughs> Way too long. <laughs> and final question, mate: Apple or Samsung? Samsung. What well I mate? Ooh. That's the final furlong. Well done, mate. So, are you still involved in footy at all? Or here, you're the runner for the for the state game on Saturday. Yeah, I'll be over on the weekend for the uh, for the state game. Um, and I'm playing for Pinjarra Tigers. One of my few of my best mates actually play there, and they I said no five times. And they got me a weak moment on the piss one night, and I said yes. So playing <laughs> you know, six, six to eight games, qualify for finals, and see if we can get it done. That's all you need. Very good. Now we're wrapping up here, Hayden. But last of all, is there any tips you can leave us with um, to build the bank for the weekend? Uh, Lone Hand Larry on Wednesday will be hard to beat. He'll probably be favourite though, but he'll be hard to beat. Um, for the weekend, no, I've got nothing myself and fields don't come out till tomorrow, so I can't help you there. Oh, good, mate. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Make sure you pass on the same advice to Clint Johnson Porter, my boy, because we need him as well. Yeah. But, mate, right. thanks thanks so much. Me. You've been you've been unreal with your time, Will. I'll see you at the state game next week and I'll give you some Brassel by Tony merch if you if you want some and yeah, make sure you get into suts when you're running. Alright, sounds good. Cheers boys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Cheers.